Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Unconventional Path, entrepreneurship and innovation stories and ideas. I'm Balaam Usitz. And I'm Mike Wasserman. Hey, Mike, today we're going to do something special. Uh, we're going to do a special episode and to kind of kick off 2021, the new year, the new hopeful year for all of us. You know, uh, we've done over 100 episodes and uh, Mike and I have looked over them and we're sort of picking out some of the ones that we think are the most interesting or thought-provoking. Agreed, Bela. We thought this would be a nice way to start the new year. Um, but of course, before we start talking through our picks, uh, we want to thank our guests. Uh, we've had an amazing set of guests that have been flexible and interesting and thought-provoking, and it's been amazing to meet them and talk with them uh, and to get them to share uh, their stories with us so that we can share them with you. And then, of course, we thank you, the listeners. Uh, it's over, been over two years now that we've been doing this podcast, and uh, we've had over 17,000 listens uh, and all over the world, which is really, I mean, it's not the millions that some of these podcasts get, but, you know, 17,000 is a pretty good number. U.S., Sweden, India, Uganda, all over the world we've had listeners. And it's been a ton of fun that you and I really enjoy spending this time together every week, Bela. Um, and we certainly learned a ton from our guests. Um, so this has been a fun challenge. So Bela, let's start with you. What's one of your picks for the most interesting or thought-provoking episodes in our library so far? Yeah, before I dive into that, Mike, uh, let me second your thoughts uh, on the wonderful guest we've had. Uh, really, um, whom without, we really would not have a podcast because it's our guests that make the podcast. You and I just get to add a little bit of color commentary. And of course, all of our listeners all across the globe, uh, a real sincere thanks to all of you. Uh, so one of the episodes that really stands out for me is episode number 95. And this was with Mike Sicoccio. Uh He is the executive director of the City Mission of Schenectady. Uh, and that's in Schenectady, New York. And you might say to yourself, a city mission? What's entrepreneurial about that? Well, I was just super blown away by sort of his creativity, his energy, and his compassion and how he helps so many people. And it was, it was, it's amazing to me how he took something that, uh, you know, most people think of as negative. It's not something they want in their community, right? It's city missions are good. Yes, yes, we all support them, but we want them someplace else. Um, and he really took that negative and he turned it into a positive. Uh, he, he put together this downtown ambassador program where he had uh, the, the residents of the city mission uh, he trained them. He got them out into the town uh, to help visitors find things, et cetera. Uh, and it was just, you know, one of the many examples where Mike uh, applied his sort of energy and creativity and entrepreneurship, his entrepreneurial skills uh, to come to do a complete win win for both the city mission uh, and for the city that it's located in and the neighborhood it's located in. Uh, and I was just really, really uh, blown away by what he what he did. So and and Bela and the homeless people themselves to give them a purpose and something yeah. to do and to get some skills that they can use to get a job. I mean, th that was a big part of the story, too. Uh, so, yeah, no, I totally agree. Ninety five episode ninety five was amazing. And the the message here is, you know, when we started this, we really were thinking about entrepreneurs on the private sector side. But this really opened our eyes and reminded us that entrepreneurship can really make a huge difference on the not-for-profit side. And, you know, we call it social entrepreneurship. And that's a way to really lead a fulfilling life. And you, you can earn a salary doing that. It's not like there's nothing there that you can make a ni make nice money at. 
um, but the overriding driver isn't going IPO, right? It's it's serving the community. And I think that this is a great message, especially given the last year um, and given the uncertainty of the coming year, that getting people to also think entrepreneurially about the, the social side of things is, is a great message. Yeah, well said, Mike, well said. So episode 95 with Mike Sicoccio. So what's one that stands out for you, Mike? So one of the themes that we've talked about over um, these episodes that we've done in many different ways is this idea of organizational culture and culture in an entrepreneurial setting. And you and I both know it's important and there's been research done and you kind of know it when you see it. But it's been really nice to hear directly from the mouths of entrepreneurs who get culture and have done a great job at it. Concrete examples of how culture is built in a small business. And so there's really uh, two of our guests have really struck me as really having something insightful uh, and, and concise to say about culture. And those two people were David DeSalt and Darren Janelle. Uh, David was in our second episode. He was our second, our first guest, really, right? Uh, and he's the CEO of P1 Industries, which some of you uh, who've listened all the way through might remember as a precision mechanical component manufacturing company. Uh, and he just had some great things to say about culture and some great examples. And then Darren Janelle, if you've been a longtime listener, uh, might recognize him from episode five and episode 84. Uh, Darren's the co-founder of Janelle Group, a software development company. Uh, and yeah, Darren was on the show twice, uh, which says something because we had him on on two different topics. Uh, but uh, but he was great both times. And so, yeah, I mean, these are two guys that know how to build a culture. It's reflected in everything they do. It's reflected in how they run their organization, how they hire, how they retain, uh, how they serve their customers. And you can see it. It's very transparent. And it was great to hear from them. Uh, management style, the functions that they do, how they run meetings, how they hire uh, the employees, the opportunities they offer their employees, they they gave their whole secret sauce right in these episodes, uh, which is great. Now, knowing what to do and then being able to do it are two different things. But it was just great to hear their recipes or their formulas that I think a lot of people can can follow. Um, a, a lot of founders give lip service to culture. We've all heard this. And then you talk to their employees or you look at the organization and it's a it's a load of beans. But um, these two uh, CEOs uh, really put their money where their mouth is and they spend on this, but they reap huge rewards. So I think it's, it's great. I think that, uh, we can learn something from these two founders. Uh, so I encourage people to go back and maybe give another listen to episodes two, five and 84. Bela, what else you got? So the next one I have is episode number 27 with Ewan Poon. He's the founder of spin, uh, and spin, uh, partners with cities and colleges and corporate campuses and businesses to provide these dockless scooters, right? These are the scooters that you see uh, getting running around town. And it's sort of, as sometimes people say, the, the last uh, 500 yards, right? You take the taxi or you take the train to get you close or the subway to get you close or the bus, and then the scooter gets you to the last 500 yards. And uh, the things that sort of uh, impressed me about my conversation with him uh, was that uh, when he talked about VCs, now he was a, he's a big company, he's VC funded. Uh, he thought about VCs as he's hiring them, right? Everyone sort of thinks about, most entrepreneurs think about, okay, I got to go find some money, I got to go find some money, and they look for VCs. But Ewan thinks about VCs as, all right, uh, I'm hiring them, I'm selling them my shares of stock, that's how I'm paying them. 
I'm hiring them to help me move my company forward. So it puts a little different perspective on raising capital. It's not just the money he was looking for. He was looking at for what skill, talent, expertise, connections do my investors bring into my boardroom to help me grow the business. So I think that was one really good lesson out of that conversation. I think the other one is he said, you know what, if I'm going to start a business, a, a venture-backed business in particular, I'm going to go to the epicenter of where that happens in the world. And so he went to Silicon Valley, right? Because that's where it's at. And, and it's, it's, it's a great place because there's great connections. There's a lot of entrepreneurs there. There's a lot of talent there. There's a lot of VCs there. It's just sort of in the air and it's in the water. And you can sort of learn by watching and doing um, and sort of understand how to dance the VC dance, how to dance the I'm going to start a business dance. And um, so I think that was another great, uh, great sort of um, comment that he made. And the third one I'll, I'll talk about, and there was a lot of them in this episode, I think, uh, was he's very observational, right? He saw other trends around the world. In particular, he saw this trend of these scooters in China. And he said, look, there's a lot of the, the, the problems that these scooters are, are, are uh, solving in China. We have similar types of problems and challenges here in this country. So he took that concept, uh, he observed that, and he took that and turned it into an opportunity. And he said, okay, I think we can, we can use this here in this country. So this, this notion of opportunity recognition, right? Good entrepreneurs recognize opportunities. They're observational and they recognize an opportunity and then they test that hypothesis. They test that opportunity. Uh, is, it, is it true? And they sort of can read the trends that are going on. So I, I think, oh, one other quick thing I do want to say is he also noticed that, you know, there were other scooter companies around. And he also noticed that Uber, if you remember when Uber started and Lyft, they had some pushback from cities, mainly because of the established taxicab industry. And, and they had pushback. And, and Uber and Lyft in the beginning had a lot of trouble in certain cities where they were banned. They couldn't, they couldn't go there, et cetera. And so Ewan figured out, you know what? If I'm going to do that with these scooters, I need to work with the cities. I need to partner with them because I need their support. I need their permission to be able to do this. Uh, so he recognized that also. And, and instead of just sort of going to battle with them and trying to solve it through the courts, he took the approach of I'm going to go partner with cities and in, in cities where I can partner, that's where I'll go. If for whatever reason I can't figure out how to partner with a city, I'm going to stay away from that city for now, right? And I'll let someone else blaze the trail there. So I think that was another one. Um, what did, so episode number 27, uh, Ewan Poon, uh, I thought that was really good. You, uh, you got another one episode, Mike, you want to kick around here? I, I do, Bela. And, you know, you told me to pick two, and I already picked three in the last one. And then now for this, one, I'm going to pick two more. So, you know, you know that I'm not very good at following directions, uh, <laughs> but it is what it is. So the two that I picked for uh, my kind of last choice here, um, one thing that I've been really talking with people about and reading about and thinking about and trying to work into my teaching and my coaching uh, is the issues of gender inequality in the startup world. And I think most listeners, if you're at all attuned to what's going on in entrepreneurship, know that 
um, there seems to be a pretty big gap between the funding and the opportunities for startups and the kind of the headwinds that founders face um, based on gender. And um, this is a tough question and a, and a challenge. So, um, you know, the data are really concerning. So I'm really trying to actively explore how when I teach or I coach or I mentor that I can make sure that opportunities are not being unintentionally um, blocked for women entrepreneurs. Um, so for that reason, I wanted to kind of give um, a, a, a nod to episode 10 with Charlotte Hayden and episode 11 with Nicole Snow. And those were pretty early on again in our series. But, um, you know, both of these were great stories about inspiration, taking actionable steps, seeking mentors and advisors. And, you know, especially in Nicole's case, building a customer community uh, and doing a great job of um, of building a business that was sustainable in the sense that um, people were passionate about it and customers felt empowered and employees felt empowered. Uh, and it was really a kind of a cool thing to hear about, to see and to hear about. So I think both are great stories that are worth listening to. So go back to 10 and 11 if you want to kind of listen to uh, some interesting stories from women entrepreneurs. And, uh, and, and I think you'll find these both uh, very motivational. Yeah, I agree, Mike. Those, those were very good episodes. And you know what? We, we have a hundred plus really good episodes and it was really challenging for me to sort of pick out uh, ones that I thought were um, interesting and, and limit it down to this list. Um, but it's something we wanted to do. So in a quick summary, it was episode uh, 95 with uh, Mike Sicoccio, uh episode two with David DeSalt, episode five and 84 with Darren Janelle, and episode 27 with Ewan Poon, and episode 10 with Charlotte Hayden, and episode 11 with Nicole Snow. So it was really been fun putting this together. Um, and I hope it's a great way to kick off uh, the new year. To, 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 I, I can't say this. 2021, I guess is the way you say it, or 2021. Uh, 2021. And uh, it's been a tough uh, year this past year for all of us with the COVID stuff uh, and a bunch of other things going on in the world and, and regionally. And uh, I hope 2021 is better. And we thought this was a great way for us to kick off the season uh, for our listeners. In a, in a positive way. Agreed, Bela. So let's wrap this up. Listeners, uh, thanks as always for joining us today. We hope that you found uh, this kind of change of pace episode interesting and thought-provoking and you go back and give a couple of these oldies but goodies a, a, a listen. I'm not talking about you and I being oldies but goodies, even though I think we are, <laughs> Bela, but that's an open question. Uh, but if you have questions about what any of these uh, episodes have or you want to share with us some of your favorites or uh, anything, feel free to get in touch with us. Uh, we answer all emails. Our email is bela.and.mike at gmail.com. Yeah, and thanks again to all of our guests and to you, our listeners. We really appreciate it. So signing off from upstate New York, I'll see you soon, Mike. Thanks, Bela, from over here in Münster, Germany, as we say, auf Wiedersehen. <laughs>